Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Blind Analysis. My name is Tommy Ray Valdez. Lots of exciting topics to talk about today. First, I want to talk a little more NFL news. Then I want to talk a little bit about the Seattle Seahawks as well, a little Seattle Seahawks news. Then I want to talk about the AFC East Division. Then I want to talk a little MLB news and, of course, a little more Seattle Mariners baseball. So lots to get into today. We'll jump right into it by talking about some NFL news. Um... A few possible trades that could possibly go down, and also a trade uh, that already went down. Uh, first, we'll start with the trade that already happened uh, between the New York Giants and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, the Giants, uh, they get a really good linebacker to add to their defense, Isaiah Simmons, going over to the New York Giants from the Arizona Cardinals in return for a 2024 seventh-round draft pick. This is an absolute steal. For the New York Giants, um, Isaiah Simmons is listed as a linebacker, but he's a very versatile player. He can do a lot of things um, for the New York Giants defense. And, um, you know, I think he's going to be a really good addition to that New York Giants defense. So a uh, really good trade for the New York Giants. A um, couple of uh, trades that could possibly go down. Um, on the last podcast episode, I talked about um, you know, how Jonathan Taylor uh, was, you know, uh, requesting a trade from the Colts. Um, you know, I did mention that I think that that was probably not going to happen. Uh, well, it turns out um, that the Colts are willing to trade Jonathan Taylor. And of course, uh, with a running back as good as Jonathan Taylor, there are some teams, um, you know, with some serious interest. Uh, Miami Dolphins being one of them, also the Chicago Bears, uh, uh, the Denver Broncos. Uh, I also even heard that possibly maybe even the Kansas City Chiefs. So, um, you know, for the Colts, uh, you know, they have to get this right. If they do trade a guy like Jonathan Taylor, they have to get uh, some really good draft compensation, really good draft capital in return. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, Jonathan Taylor, you know, obviously not happy um, with his situation with the Colts. Uh, very good running back. Um, you know, if he can stay healthy, uh, coming back from that ankle injury that kind of slowed him down a little bit last season. Um, you know, he can do a lot of things in that running back position, uh, you know, explosive running back, um, you know, who can score from anywhere on the field, great pass catcher as well. Um, you know, any team, um, you know, would be really happy to have a guy like Jonathan Taylor. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what the Colts get if they were able to trade Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know, we'll see if this goes down before week one. Um, also, another possible trade um, with Sam Darnold beating out Trey Lance for the number uh, the number two quarterback job uh, behind Brock Purdy as the backup quarterback. Um, all of a sudden, it looks like Trey Lance might be available um, for other teams as well. Uh, but if I'm the 49ers, um, you know, if I was John Lynch or Kyle Shanahan, uh, I would probably hang on to Trey Lance. Um, you know, we saw last year how important it was, you know, for the 49ers to have uh, that good quality third string quarterback, uh, which ended up being Brock Purdy, who is now their starter. Um, you know, I think um, out of every team in the NFL, I think the 49ers definitely learned the most last season how valuable it is to hang on to three quarterbacks. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I think if the 49ers could get, you know, a really good draft pick in return, I really think that they would consider trading Trey Lance. Um, 
but uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. So um, just a couple of interesting things uh, to follow up on as, you know, we get closer to week one. Uh, now that we are wrapping up uh, the preseason this week uh, with the final preseason game, a week three of the preseason, um, you know, uh, that leads me into some really um, interesting Seattle Seahawks news. Uh, some good news for the Seattle Seahawks defense. Jamal Adams, it looks like he will be healthy and ready to go for week one. Um, he was uh, currently taken off of uh, the pub list, which uh, stands for physically unable to perform. Uh, so he was taken off of that list. So um, it'll be great to have Jamal Adams, um, you know, healthy and uh, ready to go um, and uh, ready to help contribute on the defensive side of the football for the Seahawks. You know, very good, versatile player who can do a lot of things uh, for this Seahawks defense. Um, you know, coming off of that uh, quad injury uh, from last season, which kept him out for all of last season, um, you know, hopefully uh, Jamal Adams, um, you know, will be able to stay healthy this season. I'm sure they're probably going to slowly ease him in. Um, you know, he hasn't played football in a while, so – um, you know, I'm pretty sure they're going to be really careful with Jamal Adams. Um, but it's definitely great to have him healthy and, uh, hopefully, you know, he'll be a big part of this defense for the Seahawks moving forward. Um, a little bit of concerning news for the Seahawks as well. Um, their, uh, new star talented first round, uh, rookie young wide receiver, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, also known as JSN. Um, he is dealing with a little bit of a wrist injury. Um, made a really nice catch uh, last week um, in the Seahawks win over the Dallas Cowboys. Um, he had a really good game. Uh, he led um, all Seahawks receivers with three catches for 58 yards. Um, and uh, he really played well. Um, but, uh, you know, he did um, kind of hurt his wrist. Uh, he did have to get um, wrist surgery. Uh, it was a little bit of a wrist fracture. Um Seahawks are hoping that he will be ready and able to play uh, for week one. Um, but, you know, this injury could um, be anywhere from three to four weeks of an injury. So, um, you know, we'll see if Jackson Smith and Jigba will be ready for week one. Uh, but, uh, you know, when he's ready and fully healthy, um, I think JSN is going to be a big part of this Seahawks offense. So, um, you know, hopefully he'll, he'll get healthy soon. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully he'll be back on the field, hopefully for week one. Um, but, uh, you know, the Seahawks going into their final uh, preseason game against the Green Bay Packers over in Green Bay. Um, that should be a really interesting game. A big opportunity for all the young players on the bubble uh, battling to try to get a roster spot. A big opportunity for those guys, um, you know, to um, really go out and, and prove themselves. Um, and see if they can earn a roster spot. So um, big opportunity for all of those young players around uh, the whole NFL. Um, so, you know, week three of the preseason, definitely very important uh, for those young players. So, um, you know, keep an eye on, you know, all these young players. Uh, keep an eye on some of the guys that get cut um, and get picked up by other teams as well. Um, you know, that's all going to be very interesting. So um, that's my thoughts on uh, – the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, now I want to talk about the AFC East division. Um, I think this might be one of the most intriguing divisions in the entire NFL. Um, 
First, I want to talk about uh, last year's AFC East division champions, the Buffalo Bills. Um, you look at you know how good their offense was last season. Josh Allen, a very good quarterback who just does everything well. He can run the football well. Um, he's got a cannon for an arm, um, and uh, you know very good quarterback. At times, you know he does struggle throwing interceptions in the red zone. Uh, that's something that Josh Allen can definitely improve on. Uh, but um, overall, very good quarterback who's had a lot of playoff success, um, and uh, you know um, he's been very good for the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, for a few years now. And, um, you know, I think Josh Allen uh, is going to get even better this season. Um, I think the biggest question for the Buffalo Bills is going to be their running game. Uh, we know how well Josh Allen can run the football. Um, but, uh, you know, Josh Allen with, you know, as good of a quarterback, you know, as he is, um, I'm sure the Buffalo Bills really don't want him to always have to be running the football. Um, you know, they, they need more production out of their running game. Um, James Cook going into his second season, younger brother of Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, the Bills are expecting him to have a very big season to be that lead running back. Uh, they also did bring in Latavius Murray as well, a very good veteran running back. Um, he's had a lot of success in the NFL. Um, so, um, you know, I think the Buffalo Bills running game will be better. Um, and, uh, you know, they're hoping to not, um, always have to rely on Josh Allen to run the football. So the bills are going to definitely need some more production out of their running game. Uh, they do have some great pass catchers, uh, for Josh Allen to throw the football to, of course, uh, Stefan Diggs, um, one of the best wide receivers in the game. Um, you know, they also have, uh, Gabriel Davis, a really good deep threat wide receiver as well. Um, and now they have a good couple of tight ends, a good, uh, solid tight end duo. Uh, Dawson Knox um, has been very productive for the Buffalo Bills for a few years. And they also uh, drafted Dalton Kincaid. Uh, heard a lot of good things about him as well. So um, another a really good red zone option for Josh Allen. So, um, you know, the Buffalo Bills offensively, um, you know, once again, they are expected to be very good. Uh, defensively, the Bills looks like they're going to be the healthiest that they have been on the defensive side of the football um, in a long time. Uh, looking at their secondary, their secondary looks like it's going to be fully healthy going into this season. They will get Tredavious White back. Um, and, of course, they will also get DeMar Hamlin back as well. So, um, you know, that's really good news for the Buffalo Bills. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the Bills, uh, last year's AFC East, division champions, um, you know, I think uh, they could, you know, definitely be in contention to once again win the AFC East, uh, but it's not going to be easy for the Buffalo Bills. Um, this division uh, really improved, um, and I think the team that improved the most going into this season is the New York Jets. Uh, you look at that team, um, you know, uh, just a really good quarterback away uh, from possibly being a playoff team. Um, and they went out and uh, they traded for Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, um, understanding, uh, you know, that, um, you know, he's getting closer to the end of his career. Um, you know, understanding, you know, that uh, there are a lot of talented weapons on this New York Jets roster. Um, and he was willing to take a pay cut uh, when he came over to the Jets uh, to continue 
to add to that roster. So um, Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, uh, takes one year less on his contract. Um, and he also takes a pay cut from $100 million down to $75 million. Um, so, you know, big opportunity for Aaron Rodgers. And he did say that, you know, he strongly believes that it's, this is not going to be a one-year thing. Um, he believes that, you know, he will be playing with the Jets for multiple seasons. Um, and, uh, you know, big opportunity for Aaron Rodgers uh, to get back to the Super Bowl um, and uh, to at least make a deep playoff run. Um, but uh, you look at this Jets roster, um, you know, I think they have a really good chance of making the, the playoffs of this season. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers uh, has got some really good running backs. Um, you know, the Jets, they recently signed Dalvin Cook. Uh, he's going to be a big addition to their offense. Uh, Brees Hall coming back from a very good rookie season um, where, unfortunately, he ended up tearing his ACL. Um, and, uh, you know, he ended up missing out on uh, winning uh, the Rookie of the Year award. Uh, but uh, Brees Hall was having a very good season uh, before tearing his ACL. Um, I do expect him uh, to do a really good job once again of running the football for the Jets. Um, and, uh, you know, I think he can be even more explosive uh, now that he'll be splitting some carries with Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, they also have Michael Carter and Zonovan Knight, uh, who were very good in the running game uh, for the Jets last season as well. So um, four very talented running backs. Um, they have some good weapons for Aaron Rodgers to throw the football to as well. Obviously, they have Garrett Wilson, um, who's going to be that number one target for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but they also brought in, um, you know, some really good buddies of Aaron Rodgers, bringing in um, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. Um, and they also signed uh, McCole Hardman as well. So, you know, the Jets, um, they have really good weapons. They also have Corey Davis. And don't forget about Corey Davis as well. Another really good wide receiver uh, that, um, you know, um, people should not be sleeping on. Um, so plenty of weapons uh, for the Jets. Um, you know, defensively, um, they are expected to once again have a very good defense, um, you know, with guys like Quinton Williams, um, you know, getting after opposing quarterbacks and Sauce Gardner uh, leading that secondary. Um, you know, the Jets, um, you know, they look like a really good team. Uh, will they beat the Buffalo Bills? Um, you know, I guess we'll find out right away in week one. Uh, when they face off on Monday night football. Uh, but that's going to be a very interesting team to watch in this AFC East division. Um, and then you have the Miami Dolphins. Um, you look at this team and uh, the Miami Dolphins, uh, they basically have a track team um, on the offensive side of the football. Um, very good running backs, um, guys like Raheem Mostert and uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, they also have uh, Miles Gaskin and Savan Ahmed as well. Um, you look at their weapons at the wide receiver position, um, Tyreek Hill, um, you know, they call him the cheetah, uh, obviously, uh, very fast. One of the best wide receivers in the game. Uh, they also have Jalen Waddle, another fast, explosive wide receiver. Uh, but the biggest question for the Miami Dolphins is going to be, uh, the health of Tua. Um, you know, Tua has to be healthy for the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know, I did hear that, uh, you know, he's been um, studying uh, jujitsu, uh, taking some jujitsu um, uh, martial arts uh, training uh, to learn, you know, how to, um, you know, um, how to fall properly. And when he takes those big hits, um, 
And, uh, you know, I think Tua, you know, if he could stay healthy, uh, we know what he can do. He can run the football well. He does have a very strong, accurate arm. Um, and uh, I think he really answered the question last season. Uh, he did a really good job of throwing the ball deep down the field. And that was the biggest question with Tua uh, going into this season. Um, and, uh, you know, I think once again, um, if Tua can stay healthy, I think the Miami Dolphins um, could definitely compete in this division as well. They also have a very good defense. Um, and, uh, you know, they're going to be another fun team to watch. And then you have the New England Patriots. Uh, that's going to be a very interesting team as well. Um, their quarterback, uh, Mac Jones, going into his third NFL season. Um, a very interesting team. Um, you know, Mac Jones has had a really interesting career so far, a really good uh, rookie season. Um, and then he, you know, had a, a bit of a sophomore slump last year. Um, you know, at times, uh, Mac Jones uh, kind of showed his frustrations on the field. His emotions kind of got to him a little bit. And, um, you know, at times um, he did struggle last season. Uh, but with a new offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, um, you know, with him back with Bill Belichick again, um, you know, I think uh, the Patriots offensively could be a whole lot better. They do have some really good weapons uh, for Mac Jones to throw the football to, um, you know, guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, who they just uh, brought in this season. Um, Kendrick Bourne uh, coming off of a really good year uh, last year with the Patriots. Um, and uh, I believe they also have Devontae Parker as well. Um, so, you know, Patriots, uh, they do have some good weapons. Um, you know, um, the running backs, the Patriots really like to run the football. Um, they brought in Ezekiel Elliott, uh, which I think can be a really good addition to the Patriots offense. Um, Lamondre Stevenson has been really good for the Patriots. They also have J.J. Taylor as well. So uh, the Patriots, you know, they can definitely uh, run the football well. They have a very good defense. So um, I think the Patriots also can be very interesting in this AFC East division. Um, you know, I think this division uh, might be, um, you know, a little bit wide open, uh, but uh, at the same time, you know, the Buffalo Bills, um, you know, really have been uh, winning this division um, over the past, you know, um, two or three seasons now. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the Buffalo Bills, you know, until somebody can, can show me that they can go out and beat them, and take the division from them. Um, I think I'm just going to stick with the Buffalo Bills um, as my pick to win the AFC East division, but it's definitely not going to be easy. Um, and, uh, you know, you can make a strong case for any one of these teams uh, to win this division. So um, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be a fun division to watch. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a very exciting division this year of the AFC East and the NFL. So, uh, that's my thoughts on everything um, in the NFL for today. Now I want to talk a little interesting MLB news. A um, couple of teams uh, that were, you know, uh, very much in the playoff picture for a while, but have really been struggling lately. Um, and I think that they have fallen out of uh, the American League uh, playoff picture. Um, but uh, with some interesting news to talk about. Uh, first, we'll start with the Angels. Um a little bit of bad news for Shohei Otani. Um, he has a torn UCL, uh, which means that he will no longer be able to pitch for the remainder of this season. 
Uh, but Shohei Otani will still continue to be able to, um, to contribute as a hitter. Um, <clears throat> and, um, you know, I'm really curious as to how will this affect Shohei Otani in free agency? Uh, will he be able to pitch next season? How bad is this UCL tear? Um, he is getting a second opinion um, to see whether or not he will need surgery. But uh, definitely a little bit of bad news for Shohei Otani. Um, and I'm really curious as to how this will affect him going into free agency of this next season. Will this um, hurt his value? Uh, we'll know more once we find out more about this UCL tear. Um, you know, everybody is hoping that, you know, hopefully this will not be Tommy John surgery again uh, for Shohei Otani. Um, you know, I'm sure we would all love to see him pitch again next season. Um, and uh, I don't think that this will hurt him at all. Um, in the American League MVP award, um, I don't think that will factor in in, in him um, not winning this award. Um, I think you know he's still going to run away with his um, American League MVP award this season, um, and uh, you know we'll see what happens with him next season. But uh, you know, regardless of how this all turns out, I think Shohei Otani is going to get a big contract. Um, and he's going to get a lot of money somewhere. So we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. Um, the Yankees, um, you know, they've been struggling lately. Uh, they just recently ended um, a nine-game losing streak um, with a big performance by Aaron Judge a couple of days ago. Aaron Judge hits three home runs in one game, um, which uh, was uh, very impressive to see. Um, and then in the next game, um, he had another home run. So four home runs in the last two games for Aaron Judge, um, which is uh, very impressive. So um, uh, pretty cool uh, for Aaron Judge, you know, um, and it'll be really interesting to see what his numbers will be at the end of the season. So a um, little more MLB news to talk about. Um, Steven Strasburg announces that he will retire at the end of the season. Uh, Steven Strasburg, a very good pitcher for the Washington Nationals. Um, you know, I think his biggest problem at times uh, was uh, staying healthy. Um, and unfortunately, um, you know, that really um, kind of ended up, you know, setting uh, Steven Strasburg uh, back a little bit. But uh, uh, former World Series MVP back in 2019 when the Nationals won the World Series. Um, overall, I think Steven Strasburg had a very good career. Um, and, uh, you know, if he could have stayed healthy, um, you know, I think he would have been dominant for a very long time, uh, but, uh, very good pitcher, um, you know, when he was healthy and on the mound, um, you know, he definitely had some of the best stuff in the game for a long time. Um, but, uh, Steven Strasburg, uh, calling it a career, um, at the end of the season. So that's my thoughts on the latest MLB news. Now I want to talk Seattle Mariners baseball. Another um, very interesting series for the Mariners, uh, closing out their road trip against the Chicago White Sox. Game one um, was a very interesting game. Luis Castillo got the start in this game for the Mariners, going up against Tugi Tucson. Um, and uh, the Mariners, uh, they were really, um, they really did a good job of uh, getting after Tugi Tucson in this ball game. Um, they were able to take advantage of uh, the fact that, you know, he was a little wild um, in this game. Um, 
you know, he had trouble finding the strike zone. Um, and uh, the Mariners, you know, they were able to really take advantage of that. Uh, the Mariners really broke out the bats in game one of this ball game. They end up putting up a season high 14 runs on the board in this ball game. Um, and um, the big story of this ball game was Cal Raleigh. Uh, Cal Raleigh, a very impressive um, game in game one of this series. Um, he ended up uh, coming up with three big hits, um, a big a double, uh, which uh, drove in a couple of runs. Um, and then uh, Cal Raleigh um, also hit two home runs in this ball game uh, to get his uh, season home run total up to 24 home runs. Um, Cal Raleigh leads um, all um, major league catchers in home runs. Uh, so um, great to see Cal Raleigh have a really good game. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez also homered in this game as well. He ended up driving in three RBIs. Dom Canzone also homered in this game um, for Teoscar Hernandez. That was his 18th home run of the season. And uh, for Dom Canzone, that was his third home run of the season, his second as a Mariner. Um, so uh, the Mariners uh, really breaking out the offense in this game. Uh, Jose Caviero also drove in a run. Uh, great to have J.P. Crawford back in the lineup for the Mariners. Um, he had a really good uh, game as well, um, scoring on a wild pitch uh, to get uh, the offense started um, in this ball game. Um, and the Mariners did all this damage, uh, bringing in 14 runs uh, without having Julio Rodriguez in the lineup. Um, he got um, the day off in game one of this series. Um, and then in game two, uh, Julio Rodriguez uh, was out with a little bit of a stomach bug um, but the Mariners, they continued to have um, another a really good offensive game in Game 2. Uh, but uh, before we get into Game 2, Luis Castillo uh, really pitched well um, in Game 1. Um, he pitched seven innings, uh, only gave up one run. Um, and uh, here's an interesting note on this game. Luis Castillo at one point threw 47 fastballs in a row. Um in this ball game, uh, he mixed in that four seamer and that two seam fastball, uh, the four seam and two seam fastball, but, um, 47 consecutive fastballs, um, and the White Sox could not hit him. So, um, Luis Castillo pitched very well in this ball game, pitching those seven innings, uh, striking out, um, nine batters, um, and, uh, really strong pitching performance for Luis Castillo, um, uh, picking up, um, his 10th win of the season. So um, outstanding uh, pitching performance by Luis Castillo and the Mariners get a big win in game one, final score of 14 to two uh, game two. Uh, this game was a little bit closer, uh, but um, like I said, once again, uh, no Julio Rodriguez in this game, uh, but um, this time it was the White Sox that got on the board first, Brian Wu on the mound for the Mariners uh, going up against um Mike Clevenger, he got the start in this game for the White Sox. Um, and Andrew Vaughn got the scoring started for the White Sox with the, um, an RBI base hit to give the White Sox a 1-0 lead. Uh, Brian Wu um, coming back off of the IL um, in uh, this outing. Um, and uh, he pitched well. Um, he only pitched four innings. Amanda's being careful with Brian Wu. I mean, his first outing coming back. Uh, but after that first inning, he really settled down 
um, and really pitched well in this ball game. Uh, Mariners they eventually get on the board. Uh, Mike Ford and J.P. Crawford uh, both drive in runs uh, to give the Mariners a two to one lead. Uh, then a little, little bit later on in this ball game, Josh Rojas continues to swing the bat well for the Mariners. He hits a two run home run, uh, his second home run of the season, uh, to extend the Mariners' lead to four to one. Uh, Mariners would eventually tack on. A couple more runs a little bit later on in the ball game. Uh, the White Sox, uh, they would uh, get another run um, on a double play a ground ball by Elvis Andrews. Um, and then uh, late in the ball game in the ninth inning, Andrew Benatendi hits a solo home run. Uh, but uh, the Mariners, they hang on and win this ball game. Final score of 6-3. to three. Um, Really good pitching uh, by uh, Brian Wu and also by the Mariners' bullpen. Um, and uh, the Mariners then up winning the series against the Chicago White Sox, taking the first two games. Um, and then in game three, uh, we saw another very interesting game um, in this game as well. Um, interesting pitching matchup. George Kirby on the mound for the Mariners going up against Michael Kopech. Um, and uh, in this game, um, you know, it was really interesting. Michael Kopech was effectively wild, if that makes sense. Um, you know, he. Um, ended up with about four walks. Um, he also um, hit a couple of batters, uh, but um, Mariners were not able to score off of Michael Kopech. Um, he ended up pitching uh, four scoreless innings. He had to come out of the game uh, with leg cramps, um, but uh, you know the Mariners couldn't get anything going off of Michael Kopech, despite um, you know him struggling with his command um, and uh, Tim Anderson. Drove in a run with a base hit to give the White Sox a one to nothing lead, uh, and then Trace Thompson hit a two-run home run off of George Kirby to extend the White Sox lead to three to nothing. Uh, but then um, a little bit later on in the ball game, um, the Mariners they were able to climb their way back into this ball game. Um, uh, the Mariners um, they uh, got their first run on the on the ball game uh, with a little butt base hit by Josh Rojas. Um, and then uh, a little bit later on uh, in the ball game, uh, Julio Rodriguez uh, comes up to the plate with the bases loaded. Uh, he gets hit by a pitch uh, that brings in a run that makes a score um, three to two. Um, and then Eugenio Suarez puts the Mariners in front with a two run single to give the Mariners a four to three lead uh, going into the bottom of the ninth inning. Um, but then uh, that's where things got interesting um, for the White Sox. Uh, Andres Munoz on the mound for the Mariners. Um, he ends up uh, giving up uh, the tying run um, with an RBI base hit uh, by Andrew Benatendi. Uh, that tied the game up um, at 4-4. Four to four. Um, And this game would eventually go into extra innings. Mariners with a big opportunity uh, to take the lead in the top of the 10th inning. They had the bases loaded but they were not able to score um, in the top of the 10th. And then in the bottom of the 10th inning, um, with uh, the ghost runner on at second base, uh, Tim Anderson was a ghost runner. Um, he tries to steal third. Uh, Cal Raleigh makes a good throw, which had Tim Anderson gunned uh, dead to rights over at third base. Uh, but the ball ended up bouncing off of the helmet of Tim Anderson. Um, and it ended up ricocheting out into the outfield. Tim Anderson got up and scored the winning run, and the White Sox went on to win Game 3, final score of 5-4. to four.
definitely a heartbreaking way for the Mariners to lose um, game three of this series and to end uh, their eight-game winning streak. But overall, a very impressive road trip for the Mariners, an eight-and-two road trip. Um, and uh, the Mariners, um, unfortunately, their eight-game winning streak came to an end. But uh, this is the third time um, in Mariner franchise history that they have had an eight-game winning streak. Um, and uh, very impressive eight-game winning streak for the Mariners. Um, um, they accomplished uh, this uh, feat of eight-game winning streaks um, one time in uh, 1996. Um, and of course... Uh, once again in 2001, uh, but this was the first time that the Mariners had multiple eight-game winning streaks in one month. Uh, so that gives you an idea of how good this month of August has been for the Mariners. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been a, a very um, fun a month of July and August, especially for the Mariners. Um, Mariners still playing some very good baseball. Uh, now they're headed back home to take on the Kansas City Royals. Um, and the Mariners still, once again, in a very good position. They now find themselves one game out of the AL West, uh, one game behind the Texas Rangers. Uh, Mariners are also still right behind the Houston Astros as well. So um, these top three teams in the AL West division, um, you know, um, are very tight. Uh, it's a very tight race, um, and uh, it's going to definitely come down to the wires. So. Uh, Mariners uh, still in one of the three wild card spots, so um, still in a very good position. Uh, they did get some help um, from uh, some other teams as well. The Blue Jays um, have been losing to the Orioles lately, so the Orioles have been slowing the Blue Jays down. Um, they also get some help um, from uh, the Boston Red Sox, uh, who won uh, two out of three games against the Houston Astros. Um, and they get some help uh, from Paul Seawalt and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, and also, uh, they get some help from the Minnesota Twins. Uh, those two teams uh, both slowing down the Texas Rangers. So, um, Mariners uh, still in a very good position despite uh, losing their game the other day. Uh, they had an off day yesterday. So, um, you know, a chance uh, to get their bullpen some rest. Um, and now that they are back home, um, a chance for a big homestand um, going up against the Kansas City Royals this weekend, and then they will go up against the Oakland A's um, after that. So a big opportunity for the Mariners to continue to control their own destiny. Um, and, uh, you know, the Royals, they really played the Mariners tough over in Kansas City. Uh, but hopefully, um, you know, the Mariners uh, could once again uh, win um, the series against the Royals, um, even though all of those games uh, really came down to the wire. Um, you know, hopefully the Mariners uh, could play well um, and uh, should be a fun game one. Um, it will be uh, a firework night for the Mariners. Uh, this game will be on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, you could also watch this game or listen to this game on the Mariners radio network as well. Um, so, um, you know, it should be a very uh, fun series and uh, hopefully the Mariners um, will continue to play well uh, to close out the month of August and uh, get ready for a big month of September. So um, should be very interesting, uh, the uh, baseball season the rest of the way, um, and uh, we'll see what happens. So that's my thoughts on everything for today. I just want to leave you guys with a quick Bible verse before I go. Uh, Caleb's encouraging word from yesterday, um, Jeremiah 
um, chapter 7, verse 17. Um, and this Bible verse says, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, uh, those who put their hope and confidence in Him. Uh, this is an incredible reminder to all of us uh, that, um, you know, sometimes, um, you know, we tend to put our, our hope in so many other things. Um, but, uh, you know, we just always need to remember um, that um, God uh, is the only one who will never fail us. Um, if you put your hope in, in the Lord, um, I guarantee you, um, that no matter what comes your way in life, in the end, you will be victorious. Uh, so I just want to remind you all to always uh, put your faith, hope, and trust uh, in the Lord always. Um, and uh, know that God is always with you. Um, and God will always be with you um, each and every single day, wherever you go. Uh, so I just want to leave you guys with that today. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you guys. Always remember that God is love and God is good all the time. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys next time. Go Mariners and go Hawks.